And on this week's episode of Everyday Inspirational Podcast, I will be speaking to the lovely Vicky Marks, who is a personal trainer and nutritionist coach. She is also a female health and fat loss specialist, helping women transform into the best version of themselves using sustainable principles on an affordable online platform. And her inspirational story is all about turning obstacles into opportunities. And welcome, Vicky, to the Everyday Inspirational Podcast. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and what you do? Thank you so much, Samantha. I'm so happy to be here. I'm Vicky, and I'm from a little village in Essex, and um, I'm a personal trainer and nutrition coach. I've been in the health and fitness industry for 17 years now, um, gaining lots of experience along the way, and you know, finding my journey um, in the industry as well as helping other people kind of grow on their journey. Um, Yes, I'm from a little little town, little village in Essex, um, in the countryside. Um, Yeah. Wonderful. And would you like to share your inspirational story with our listeners today? Yeah, so I I mean, when um, Samantha popped this up, I thought, yes, I want to talk on this podcast because, you know, there's so many women out there that I think see people like me who are in the fitness industry and, you know, on Instagram have all these amazing videos of doing all these exercises and posing in their Lycra, which by the way, is not me at all, but um, I think they think we've got our life together. They've got, we've got everything together. But actually, I think if you stopped and you asked most personal trainers or anyone in the fitness industry itself they have a story to tell and for sure I think I'd have definitely become good at what I do because of what I've been through as well and I I definitely niche myself with women I love coaching women it's my thing and I love taking them from A to Z you know like it's Mm -hmm just it brings me so much joy and I think it comes from I mean I started in the fitness industry when I was just 17 years old so I was young and I was pretty naive when it came to to you know fitness diets all I knew was that exercise made me feel pretty good so I thought I'd do more of it and before I knew it I was kind of finishing a third year in A-levels because I did two years in A-levels and thought, oh my God, I can't go to university. I was pretty low in confidence. I was an absolute perfectionist and actually I had debilitating perfectionism and my thoughts of going to university were pretty, they were pretty tough because I was like, I was continuously questioning myself for what I was going for and is that actually what I want to do and is that going to be the perfect industry for me to be in and is that going to be and I was very very home girl <laughs> I loved living at home with just my mum it was just me and my mum and I think my lack of confidence my lack of self-esteem my lack of self-worth and debilitating perfectionism stopped me from going really but looking back and um hindsight's a great thing right but um I I don't think it was the right thing for me and 
clearly it wasn't my path in life. So I didn't go. Um, I started going to the gym. I was doing one A level. So I had a lot of time on my hands in this third year. And I was just trying to work out what I wanted to do. And my mum was amazing and didn't question really anything about the university. I mean, I had these A's and B's at A level and I wasn't going to university. So I think a lot of parents would have gone, ah, what on earth are you doing? You must go. But she was really great and was just like, you've got to do what makes you happy, whatever that thing may be. Yeah. So I started going to the gym. I thought I'll do some exercise because what else am I going to do with all my time? Um, and funnily enough, I met my now husband in that third year as well at doing my third A-level. Um, he was the year below me. So he came up and was doing his second year of A-level. And obviously I was there with none of my friends or it was just me who hadn't gone to university. So I met my now husband. So not going to university kind of <laughs> was a good thing. I did um, meet my husband. Um, but also I found this love for exercise and I found this love for the health and fitness industry. And before I knew it, I was throwing myself around an aerobic studio for 23 hours a week. And, um, and I was thinking, okay, so maybe this is what my calling in life is. Maybe this is what I'm meant to be doing. Um, I gave myself adrenal fatigue pretty quickly because <laughs> then I went from never exercising before to doing 24, 25 hours of exercise a week. And my body was like, mm, I'm going to tell you what to do with that, actually. <laughs> and um, yeah, and before I knew it, I was kind of exhausted and thought, oh my God, this can't be what I'm going to be doing in life because I can't maintain this. And I, I remember thinking in my head, when I'm 50 years old, am I going to be all right doing this? And this was just how my brain worked back then. It was like the what if stories were very, very strong in my brain. And what if I can't con continue teaching this many classes? What if I end up making myself ill? What if I can't maintain it? I'm not going to have a job, blah, 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 blah. Um, and then I just think people come into your life at the right time. And that I always, and even in the past 17 years, every connection I make, I always think like this person was meant to come here because they're meant to teach me something. And it can be something so tiny, um, but so epic in what you do with your life. And you always remember the people you meet, I feel. And Obviously, there's some connections that you make that you that are not so great, but I just love talking to new people and meeting new people because you just want to learn from people in every single um, area of your life. And this um, guy came into the gym and he started working as a fitness in, uh, instructor where I was. And um, he said, oh, I know someone you could go and see actually in London. He's not cheap, but he'll help you out with your adrenal fatigue and all of that. He's a mentor basically. So then I started learning about mentors and, and how, oh, actually, if I go and see people that are doing what I'm doing, but 10 years down the line, I might be able to learn a thing or two from them. So off I went to London, <laughs> every six weeks, I went up there, I saw him and he wrote all my programs and 
slowly over a year, my aerobics classes, if you want to call them that, reduced significantly and lifting weights increased significantly. And I was going on personal training courses left, right and center. And he kind of showed me the way he was like, right, I think this is what you've got to do next. And I think a lot of people think that um, having mentors is like an extravagant thing to do or um, oh, only really confident people do that or, but I was so low in confidence. And I just, one thing I've always had is I've, I've always been a bit ballsy. So even though I used to come across confident and like I had a lot of self-worth and I used to come across like that underneath I totally wasn't but one thing I was was determined <laughs> and so I knew I needed to find the next pathway in my career and everything I was doing so over that year I learned so much and then if we if we go 10 years on from that I kind of in those 10 years I went to California and I learned and lots of, I did a golf biomechanic course actually, which is a bit random, I know, but, <laughs> but I wanted to go to California and train with the institute that I'd been doing all my personal training qualifications with. I wanted to meet the man behind the institute and I wanted to go and learn in the, in the proper place. Do you know what I mean? So it was the course that was going and I thought, oh, I'm going to go and do that. And I was in a golf and country club so I thought, why not? I'll give it a go. And um, yeah, I went to California. I, I did all these courses and I try, I think over the past 17 years, I think the first 12 years was a, a huge learning curve for me. And I worked in gyms um, I worked, I worked from people's houses. I kind of dabbled in probably every single diet and fitness fad that went around and at the time it was pretty crippling for me because I never really knew like what I was doing and what I was about or what my thing was and I was constantly looking at other people and thinking should I be doing it like that and then I'd sign up to somebody else's thing and go right okay so they're doing it like this so maybe I should do it like that and I think looking back now, it was pretty crippling because I was constantly comparing myself to other people. But actually, I look now and think, no, you were just learning. You were learning your trade. You were learning what you loved and what you didn't love. And I found myself probably only five years ago. Um, it's only been the last five years, really, where I've really, really worked on myself. And I spent a long, long time, kind of 12 years learning my trade and kind of going into different gyms and watching how other people did it and getting experience. And I was in a gym for 14 years, um, kind of learning my trade and building my business. Um, and then um, it is, has been the last five years that I realized that actually I could have all the knowledge in the world, every single bit of knowledge in the fitness industry, the best in the whole world for knowledge. But if, you have no confidence, you have no self-worth, you have no self-belief and you're debilitated with perfectionism, none of that knowledge is going to go to good. It's never going to um, do what you want it to do. And if you want to inspire 
women to become that best version of yourself, then you need to become the best version of yourself. And it took a while for me to learn this and a lot of years of, um, you know, thinking I was a failure all the time kind of thing because I didn't know my exact thing or things kept happening and then perhaps I would um, not, it would not quite work out how I wanted it to. And yeah, it took a good 12 years for me to realize that those things were happening because of myself. And so a few thousand pound later, <laughs> I say a few thousand, it was probably more than that, but um, I just sent myself on lots of self-development um, journeys and learn about lots of different ways to kind of unpick this perfectionism that I've, I would say I've probably had all my life. And um, this problem with control, um, this lack of self-worth and, and actually um, going back and working out where all these things came from. And um, when I was between the age of about 15 and 17, I had a poor relationship with my body, a really, really poor relationship with my body. And um, I found myself in a very dark place. And um, I, I do look back to that point and, um, and I think, well, I think that is what's grown you to this point as well. I mean, I had a very, very distorted um, way of life and I was under all sorts of psychotherapists and clinicians and nurses um, and obviously because I was 15 it was under like kind of a paediatric hood of um, has she got an eating disorder what has she got going I was it was definitely a point in my life where all the perfectionism and lack of confidence reached its ugly head and it didn't go away for a very long time. Like I said, like it took good 12 years to recover from some of these things, but I do honestly believe that all these things that have happened to me and my body, they're very real life things that a lot of women have gone through like that, um, that, that debilitating, horrible relationship with your body. Like I've been there and I've done that and kind of dabbled in all of that area of, um, and I think coming through the other side, like you get this toolbox and I feel like I have this massive toolbox in my head and whatever woman comes to me, I'm like, right, I know how to help this lady because I've been there. I've done that. I've got the t-shirt 10 times and, and then someone else. And it's like, I've been there. I've done that. I've got the t-shirt 10 times. And I think I honestly feel that is what makes people like me in the industry so good at what they do is when they have a story and when they've come from a place that other people are coming from. And I think it's what's made me so good at what I do in that, you know, I've, I've been in every situation when it comes to my body. I've, I've been too thin. I've been, um, I would say, how do I put this too overweight for the job that I'm in. Um, I've helped, have had too much fat basically for the job I'm in, which at the time was really difficult. And it was after my second baby. So it wasn't that long ago because she's six in about seven weeks, which is amazing. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was a typical postnatal lady. I, I was very textbook pregnancy with both of my children. 
And I was very textbook recovery with both of my children. And I didn't have my Lycra back on the next day that fitted like it did before. Like that didn't happen for me. And first time round, I gave myself a hard time, but after my first baby, it wasn't um, such a hard journey. But second time round, like I, I had varicose veins where you wouldn't want to believe they are. <laughs> and I had to give up exercise very early on in my, in my pregnancy, um, which was so tough for me because, you know, like I'd been in the industry such a long time and, and not exercising was super tough. And I came out of that second pregnancy in my body had never been in such a bad way. I was dysfunctional. I'd lost all my muscle. Um, I had a really bad back. I was, my body was just completely crippled by my second pregnancy. And, and that was definitely another time in my life where I was like, it taught me a lot because I was so unkind to my body and I was so cruel to my body um, over the fact that I didn't quite look the part for the fitness industry and I didn't quite fit the quota for being in the fitness industry. So gave myself a really hard time over that. And I think to an extent it really affected my business. It affected the, um, the success of my business as well. I mean, I'd built it up for so long and I almost self-sabotaged it myself by being so critical and pretty vile to myself really mm. over having my second baby and my body not doing what I wanted it to do but I help so many women that are postnatal now and like I said before like I feel like I've just got all these tools that I can reach in and get out and go right this is what happens to me and this is not what's going to happen to you and mm. really coaching people through those times because you know, it's really tough after you have a baby, but in the fitness industry, it, it's almost, um, and without, I think Instagram has a lot to say for this too, <laughs> but um, I think a personal trainer or a fitness coach, whatever we want to call it, like they're expected to have their six pack back three days after they've given birth. And it was a massive thing that I had to overcome there because the reality was I was just a normal girl you know doing her job that she's so passionate about and my body just did what every other woman's body does which needs recovery and needed time to recover which of course it did um and sometimes I'm like oh, maybe I should just have one more baby so I can just go through it again and just show myself that actually if you were kinder to yourself, you probably would have got to where you wanted to be much quicker. Um, I'm not going to do that, by the way. <laughs> Just in case my husband listens to this, he'll be like, we're not doing that. Um, <laughs> but um, I do think my journey as a personal trainer has been bumpy and it's been quite hard on me. But I think in those years that I've, kind of learn all these things the most important thing and the and the most life-changing thing I ever did was actually go oh my god you could have all the knowledge in the world you could be the best person trained in the world but if you cannot 
be the best version of yourself, then how on earth can you give to anybody else? And it was a big eye-opening moment for me. And um, I honestly couldn't, I, when I think about it right now, I think, how did I live those many, those many years with such debilitating perfectionism? How did I do it? How did I just continue keep going on? And how did I, how did I do my job and hate myself so much? Like, how did I do that for so many years? How did I fake that for so many years? And um, yeah, the last five years has definitely been a very eye-opening pinnacle time in my business. And, um, and I truly believe when you know exactly what you want and you know exactly who you are, that's when your business opens up a hundred more doors and you start to be able to do the thing that you love so much. Um, mm. And yeah, it's been quite a, quite an eye-opening time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I love your story and it's so, even though like you're having it resonance to your business, I mean, it's such a, a story within life. You know, yeah. like how um, our journey and so many of my listeners will resonate with that the perfectionism, yeah. whether you're a personal trainer or not. I know I do. For sure. Know, and the fact of that self-sabotaging and that, you know, and even if you're not feel perfectionism, there's some aspects of us. And, and as you were saying around, especially in the last 10 years where we have social media comparisons so much in our face. We've had for them maybe years ago, but now it's in the forefront. And, and so, yeah, I can totally resonate. And it's amazing that you have this um, wisdom now within yourself that you have to be yeah. able to share that with your clients and with yourself as well in that journey. So. Yeah, before for sure. We, yeah, before we end, I know it'd be hard, but if you had um, one piece of advice to give to my listeners, what would it be? To invest in yourself. Like, I think a lot of women, I see it daily, think that they come bottom of the pile and think once you've had children and you've got a husband and you've got a job, like, all these things come above you. But I think the biggest thing that I learned was actually you come top, like you come top every time because you are that captain of the ship and you run the show. And if you go down, your precious cargo deck goes down with you. And I think from a mum, a business owner, a wife, like I think that is the best bit of advice I can give any woman out there is you are not bottom of the pile you are top and I think once I realized that when I'm up here and my vibration is high um everything else just slots into place and so invest in yourself and take care of yourself and take action on some of the stuff that you know needs taking action on um it'd be the best thing you ever do I love that and I mirror that and this whole podcast is around that and it, it does seem to have a theme of people who have came out is that they've got to that point where yeah. realise that actually they need to look after themselves. Self-care is not selfish and it is the whole pivoting point 
or overcoming adversity, I think, is coming through and understanding that you're number one. So I absolutely love that and putting yourself first. So where can the lovely um, listeners get a hold of you? So I'm on Facebook um, as Vicky PT. I'm most commonly known as Vicky PT. I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, and my website is um, www.vickypt.com and it's Vicky with an I obviously <laughs> people are like I or why um, and I do have my own podcast as well which um, is very brand new it's only a couple of weeks old so and yeah so that's on all platforms as well that is amazing so Vicky's details will be below this podcast as well so check it out check out her social media or website and podcast as well but we just want to see how tricky it has been amazing inspiring um yes thank you so much thank you for having me okay